0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. The realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh.
2: Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'd like to welcome you to a great show with another amazing guest and The work that he's doing on the planet is very, very powerful, especially at this time due to many of the relationships and the issues that we experience on a daily basis with all of those that we encounter. Before we get into that, I just want to welcome you to go to your Barnes & Noble nationally uh, or Chapters Books in Canada and pick up the next issue of 1111 Magazine. The Collaboration in Community July-August issue has just been released, and there are some powerful interviews with Bob Proctor, Colette Barron-Reed, Jean Carbonetti, Jan Denise, and so many more. It is a wonderfully cohesive, amazing issue, just truly powerful in helping you to go deeper into the layers of who you are so that you can find more of that self-awareness and self-realization that you are seeking to live more powerfully in your life, you can purchase it uh, nationally through those stores, or you can go to our magazine site, 1111mag.com. I'd like to also mention that there is a special feature of all of the 2011 Nautilus award-winning books for this year, and they are truly things to look at. Uh, 1111 Magazine is the first and only magazine to ever have been awarded the Nautilus Award this year, and I'm very honored to be in the company of so many wonderful books uh, that I saw at the Book American Expo in New York City this past May. My guest today talks about men and women, about relationships, and about how we are to start understanding each other. The conscious evolution of our bodies in every area from exercise and rest and nutrition, cleansing and hormonal balance ultimately illustrates the building blocks of how we can create a balanced life and balanced relationships he knows that the mind and body are inseparably linked and in his new book John Gray explains how our minds and our moods are affected by our hormones how hormonal balance is key to the successful relationships and the joyful living John has helped millions of couples with their relationships by unraveling their complicated feelings and will now address using his very very simple but enlightened approach, the way the hormonal differences between the sexes affects us and the way to interpret and respond to one another and the world around them. I will have to tell you, as you read this book, you're going to definitely resonate with conversations and experiences that I'm certain you have had in your own life. It was uncanny as I read through this, how much of me, how much of people I saw through the book, and it is entitled, Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, The Key to Life, Love and energy. Welcome, John Gray, to 1111 Talk Radio.
3: Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be talking with you.
2: Well, it's wonderful to have you, and I think that relationships, especially at this time, seem to be on the forefront of many people's minds. There seem to be a lot more divorces, a lot more friction, a lot more people struggling through things, and a lot of it's because of many of our other stresses, whether it be financial or job loss or health issues. But the very crux of it, uh, as you say, is that we're not different because of how how we grew up necessarily, but because we are very hormonally poles apart.
3: Well, as you just talked about a lot uh, in terms of all the problems couples are facing with the financial insecurities of today and fast-changing life, high stress, and so forth. What that amounts to is it, it restricts. What creates the real problem is our inability to communicate effectively with each other to face those problems. And what interferes with that is what you were just leading me to talk about, which is the hormonal differences between men and women. Most people have no idea that a fast pace of life, which most of us live in, affects women much more than it affects men. There's research that shows that circumstances of urgency and emergency uh, actually cause twice as much stress in a woman than a man. And that's very significant. If a man can understand that, he can he'll naturally be more empathetic towards what his wife is going through. But quite often, men will have comments like, "Well, it's not a big deal."
2: Well, and you talk a lot about how the testosterone of men they they kind of wait for that urgency and emergency. They like to fix problems, they like to to solve puzzles and and do things like that. And and that's not necessarily what the oxytocin release that women have is um, is the way to deal with for them.
3: Let me help clarify those terms uh, for listeners who are not familiar with them. Most people are familiar with testosterone. And testosterone has a lot to do with faster reaction time. The new research shows it's not about aggression, but it's about solving problems in faster reaction times. Sometimes if the problem is danger, then it can create aggression, but whenever you're focused on solving a problem and you're just consumed with that, you're actually using up the hormone testosterone. And for men, that will actually lower their stress levels. This is all measurable. Their cortisol levels will go down. But for women, using their testosterone doesn't make cortisol levels go down. And testosterone is such a significant hormone for men that men need to make 30 times more than women just to be healthy. The flip side of this is the hormone oxytocin, which is often been associated with childbirth, but, you know, it was discovered in the last decade that it has many, many more uh, features and benefits, particularly to women and not men. Uh, when, When oxytocin is considered the bonding hormone, the trust hormone, the cooperation hormone, the love hormone, so when you're in a situation which is in present time feeling connected, feeling supported, feeling happy, loving what you're doing, Those types of situations, which are not hurried and not rushed, actually help to rebuild oxytocin levels and release oxytocin, which lowers stress in a woman's body, but not a man's. So naturally, there's this distinction here, which is when women are stressed, they lean in a certain direction, and when men are stressed, they lean in another direction, and we have so much stress today that we're really leaning in very different directions, and we're confused as to why we're not feeling the love and support we can feel at the beginning of a relationship.
2: So, John... We, we have both of those, though, in our body. It's, is it more about our behavior and reaction to the stress that comes about and, and that women need to realize that when they do encounter that stress that they have to approach it in a more safe and cooperative, nurturing manner and that men approach it in a different way? Or is it understanding that this is what's going in our body and people men are going to react differently than women and we may not understand it
3: because of the gender differences? Well, that's that's generally what's going on. Let's do let's take a practical example. Of what you just said, uh, one of the ways to rebuild oxytocin levels after the end of a day's work. So a woman's gone to work; she's depleted her levels of oxytocin because she uses it up when she's in a nurturing activity. So, when a woman's ever trying to be helpful to someone and give to someone and so forth, she'll literally use up her oxytocin very quickly. And oxytocin lowers her stress. So, let's say she's feeling. She just went on vacation and she's feeling loved and supported. Then she goes off and gives of herself. It keeps her stress levels down. But if she doesn't replenish her oxytocin levels, then giving doesn't lower her stress. And that's a huge issue. I mean, there's no such thing as giving too much. That's one of the most fulfilling things we can ever do. But if you're giving all your money and you run out of money and now you're going in debt, then giving is no longer a fulfilling experience. But one wouldn't say, I have a problem, I give too much, which often people say really what they have a problem with is that they don't receive in balance to how much they give. They have a problem receiving. And so women today are faced with these, you know, this, this pressure of the work world and the home world, giving, 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 and there's not enough time, uh, and they're not creating enough time to get the kind of support they need, specifically the kind of support needed to raise oxytocin levels and for example and what are those instinctively she'll be drawn to those things so talking about problems for example or expressing emotion in the tone of her voice if she's heard will actually rebuild oxytocin very powerfully that's why therapy is 90% of the people who go to a therapist who are designed who've been trained how to listen are women women will pay to actually have somebody just listen to them because it actually is like getting a massage uh, massage is also a big oxytocin producer, but talking about uh, your feelings is also very potent to raising oxytocin levels.
2: When you talk about in the book that when a woman isn't getting what she needs, she often feels this urge to give more, and that might be the gift for the man in her life, but it ends up becoming a trap for her because she becomes more stressed because it feels like this constant uh, Constant energy that's being depleted.
3: Well, that's a very astute perception, and and let me just clarify that. Which is, here's the—it's like the crux of the problem is that what women getting what they need is what raises oxytocin, and then giving to others is what uses up her oxytocin, but also lowers her stress. So when you're not getting what you need, you often feel stressed, and so a woman's reaction tends to be to give more at a time when really she needs to be asking for more or creating opportunities to give more to herself. So this is why it's become such a problem, is that the world has changed. It used to be that the lifestyle that women lived was such that they were constantly getting what they needed uh, to support constantly giving what other people need. You know, if if we just look at in my generation when I was growing up, my mother lived in a neighborhood where they were all... Mothers all around, taking care of children, helping each other. She was fortunate, and she had a husband who could provide for her. She didn't have to stress out about earning money. She could do the things she loved to do, and my dad was very happy with that. Henceforth, she was a very happy lady. She was not stressed out. You know, the world was a very different place. If I could just take one example, you know, she had seven kids, six boys. You know, she didn't have to drive us around to all kinds of lessons and people's houses and so forth. She just said, go and play. The world was not such a dangerous place. Today, you don't know who your kids are going to hook up with. They might just go to somebody's house, but they're going to sit and watch TV the whole, the whole time. So you don't know what they're going to do. So you're always trying to guide them. That's a lot of stress.
2: And we are discussing with John Gray the differences between men and women, both on a physical level, hormonally, and then also on a communication level, and how we need to learn and hear and understand and speak to each other so that we can create more balance in our lives, applying good relationship skills, and making positive changes in our lifestyle stimulates the production of healthy brain chemicals and hormones, but there's more that we can do to help regulate our brains and our stress response. It comes from fueling our bodies with the proper nutrients, cleansing, allowing ourselves to have the essential minerals to provide a physical foundation for our brains, understanding how blood sugar really affects our brain chemistry and our ability to balance. You'll find out more about this in his amazing book, Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, The Key to Life love and energy. You can also connect with John Gray at MarsVenus.com and he will be conducting a soulmate seminar August 26th through 28th in San Francisco in addition to being the keynote speaker September 21st at the Chopra Wellness Center for the Journey into Healing in San Diego. Again, you can find out more about those on his website MarsVenus.com I also invite you to enjoy three free gifts that I'm offering that you can find the link of on the homepage Page or on the 1111mastermind.com page. They will help you get on track with your life so that you can start to understand health, wellness, and more abundance in your own experience. We'll be right back with John Gray. Your online community for positive change.
1: 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
4: Hi, this is Randall Libero, host of Spirit of Film Conversations. I hope you'll join me each week as I explore how movies and media are changing the way we think, live, relate, and dream. My program showcases today's independent and visionary filmmakers and their personal and artistic journey to bring their vision to the big screen, television, DVD, or streaming video on the internet. We also cover subjects on new media and the internet, tech news and development and digital production, and about the groundbreaking ways people all over the world are creating a brighter future using the tools of streaming video, social media, and portable devices, So I hope you'll join me every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Also check out my website at spiritoffilm.net to find out more about the show and my guests each week. And thanks for listening to 7th Wave and Being the Change.
1: The new home for visionary positive
2: change. 7th Wave Network.
1: listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Definitely
2: take advantage of the three free gifts that I have for you today. Uh, You can find that link on the radio page or you can go to 1111mag.com or 1111mastermind.com and I hope you enjoy those. They'll really help you understand the steps in your own health and wellness in your life as well. A prerequisite for good nutrition to work effectively is a steady supply of blood sugar and we can often prevent spikes in cortisol at the stress hormone thus preventing adrenal burnout and promoting the production of healthy hormones by allowing ourselves what we need. In the past, well-balanced meals provided all the nutrition that we needed to stay healthy, and then all of a sudden we started to have industrialization with fertilizers that made it easier to grow crops and have now affected our soils. These farming methods have greatly depleted the minerals in our soils, and as a result, our foods are seriously deficient with the vitamins and minerals that our grandparents took for granted. It's very important that we understand that our lives, our relationships, and our balance is keenly affected by what we're putting into our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And nutrition, as you will find in this amazing book, Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, as well as Hormonal Balance, is key in helping to establish that balance for life, love, and energy. My guest today is John Gray. And you can connect with him at marsvenus.com. You can also find out more about some of the amazing offerings that he has coming up, such as the Soulmate Seminar, August 26th through 28th in San Francisco, in addition to a keynote speaking engagement, September 21st, at the Chopra Wellness Center Journey into Healing in San Diego. So definitely look him up, and most definitely get your copy of Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice. John, we were talking about how women need to be heard, and as you were speaking, I was thinking about how life has changed, because what you described with your mother would be a time when a lot of women were at home, and so they probably were heard by other women, uh, by the people in the community, and so it wasn't maybe as necessary when the man came home to have to chatterbox everything that happened during the day to him, but now so many women are in the workplace. Life is getting really busy. There's so many extra things to do. There's errands, and then there's all these things that our children are involved in. So when we come home and try to speak to our man, we're not getting hurt because he's tired, too, and he just wants to get on the couch or rest uh, and do the things that he wants. So how do we get out of this cycle where both sides are getting what they need?
3: Well, the key is is with understanding, and uh, I want to comment on, on the, summary, the astute summary you just made, which is which is women used to be around women, and so they were naturally getting the support they need. And the irony is that certainly women would communicate with each other and in a language that they understood, but communication wasn't as important a stress reducer in those days as it is now. That the The result of communication is that you feel you're not alone. If I'm sharing something important to me or what I'm going through and you hear it, then we feel, I feel connected, and I don't feel I'm alone as I go through this process. When women are simply, let's go to, go to India, when they're going, in a little village in India, for example, and the women are at the river and they're washing the clothes of their family, they don't even have to be necessarily communicating everything they feel and think about their life, although they do a bit of that. But just the fact that they're all sharing that experience, that shared experience is an oxytocin producer. Uh, When we think about women today, it's almost when you think about resorts today, almost all the ads show women in a yogic position, you know, doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And so many women are finding, you know, kind of like a comfort zone in doing yoga. And, you know, I've been doing yoga for 35 years. I taught yoga back when I was 20 years old, and that's a long time ago. And studying in India, it was mainly men who do yoga. And here we have mainly women who do yoga. And the difference is that for men, it was solitary type thing, but for women, it's a group activity which is non-rushed and it's harmonious. And the fact that it's non-rushed and it's harmonious, that and they're all having a similar experience, it produces huge amounts of oxytocin. So the, the concept here is that when women feel understood or connected, the oxytocin gets produced. And when you lead such a busy life, then suddenly, women will go to a therapist, and in therapy, we've specialized in understanding how to teach women to communicate their feelings in a non-blaming way, but communicate their feelings, and a huge amount of oxytocin gets produced. But wouldn't it be great if women could learn how to do this with their husbands? Women have attempted to do it, but then they end up feeling he just doesn't understand, he doesn't understand. In the 90s, that was the number one complaint that you would hear about relationships, is that... Men just don't listen, and men don't understand. In the fifties, women could care less if men listened.
5: <laughs> they
3: could, you know. It's just like they just wanted to have a job. The irony is, when you when you go into counseling now, you'll see that that always is the crux of one of the big issues that's going on. But it's so much more now uh, that there's the, the huge amount of pressure that women are feeling gives rise to an abundance of other needs that were really not important in the 50s or in indigenous cultures around the world today. They're just not important to women, and one of those is romance. A romance is a major oxytocin producer, and it's it, it just like once you learn how to create romance, uh, you can produce lots of a help. As a man, I can help my wife generate a lot of oxytocin. Just today, my wife says, oh, we're, we're going to go here this weekend. It'd be nice if we go out to dinner I said, "Well, what are some let's discuss some possibilities." And we discussed some possibilities, and I said, "Okay, I'll make reservations and take care of it." And that way I'm sort of taking on the responsibility of the date, but she's taking on the responsibility of letting me know what she'd like. You know, often women just expect men to know, and men, men think that, you know, she should just know right away. That's often a frustration. She just knows she wants to do something a little more special than usual. And when a woman can look forward to doing something special, it's not about taking care of everybody else, but somebody's going to be there for her. Uh, just anticipating that can be a big oxytocin event. So uh, these are things; these are the new skills. Some of the new skills to help women and help relationships uh, last is learning some romantic skills, uh, learning some communication skills, and particularly for women, learning how to communicate uh, in a way that describes what you're needing without sounding like you're blaming or complaining. You know, that's a whole new art. If you go back historically, our culture told men what their job was and our culture told women what their job was. So we as couples didn't really have to tell our partners what they should do or explain to them what they should do. We kind of already knew that from watching our parents and from what our culture said. But today, everything is different. It's all different. The roles are switched around. There's confusion, and we're all trying to figure out how can we do this dance together without stepping on each other's feet. So given that, there's no easy fix, but at least we can be a little more patient with ourselves and our partner because we really are up against a big challenge.
2: Well, and you've touched on many, many points, and I'd like to go back to a few of those things, because one thing you brought up was the shift in how there are more women doing yoga, and I know in part of the book you speak about going into the cave, and how if the woman has gone into the cave, there's something wrong because she hasn't been heard, and and how the separation between men and women comes about, because all of a sudden there's a lack of trust, because they're not being heard, and... It is true that men have shown very little change in happiness over the past 20 years, but women's happiness level, uh, measured psychologically, has really sunk like a stone. And so, and and part of that is, is the hormonal. Is that part of the reason that the happiness level has dropped? Or is it because we have really shifted so much as a society that, we're at a place where we're trying to find our spot again is, as women.
3: Well, I think you, you, both the two things you said I would say are consistent as the same reason. You know, if when women have not found their, the balance of their life, uh, their stress levels are going to go up. And the balance of life would allow them uh, would be finding ways to produce more oxytocin, which is the hormone of happiness in a woman's body. There's something called endorphins, where we feel really good and alive and good about ourselves, but the happiness and the feeling of fulfillment comes from the hormone oxytocin. And that's really, women are just not, uh, are using it up all the time, basically, and not able to produce enough of it. And that's where finding balance is the secret there. Uh, Now, the third thing that that we mentioned, you mentioned in the intro to this, this this conversation, is... Blood sugar, and I talk about that in my book, is that our diet has changed so dramatically to so many processed carbohydrates in our diet. And people don't realize all these processed carbohydrates, uh, we're almost addicted to them for many people, but they cause instability in blood sugar. And that has the same effect on your stress levels as if you just lost your job. You don't feel it the same way, or you just had a, a divorce or something. A, you know, a spike in cortisol, the stress hormone, occurs every time your blood sugar levels fluctuate. And for the average person, and I've, I've seen the research on this I was part of the study, the average person, and this is maybe 90, over 90% of people, they have big blood sugar fluctuations four to five times a day. I don't have any just because of the supplements that I take to balance my blood sugar which means that I can have a steady supply of feel-good brain chemicals. Whereas when people have this fluctuation in blood sugar, two things occur. One is they can't continue making the feel-good brain chemicals that give us a sense of optimism and motivation. Uh, Men tend to run out of the motivation by the end of the day, and so they're sort of like wasted. And women tend to run out of the optimism and the comfort of feeling supported in life. That's the serotonin The motivation is the dopamine. These brain chemicals can't be produced on a steady basis unless we have steady blood sugar levels. Also, once we start having fluctuating blood sugar levels, our adrenals become exhausted and we don't make enough feel-good hormones. So there we go. I mean, we're way out of balance.
2: So we can see that stabilizing blood sugar is at least as important as balancing the hormones. And when we allow ourselves to understand that minerals, supplements, nutrition really do have an effect on our brain chemistry and that will affect our relationships. It will affect who we are being as men and who we are being as women so that we can come to the table in a more balanced lifestyle and a more balanced way of living and communication with one another. My guest today is Dr. John Gray and he is the author of Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, the Key to Life, Love, and Energy. If you are looking to find insight into the unique ways that each gender deals with stress, how the stress hormones harm our health and complicate our ability to relate to one another, the importance of superfoods, good nutrition, and replenishing hormones as well as cleansing, why menopause and menopause don't have to be the relationship stressors they currently are and how balancing our blood sugar is intricately connected to balancing our hormones. You will discover all of these things as John Gray shares essential elements of wellness, happiness, and lasting passion, revealing the keys to natural health and restoring vitality. You can connect with him at marsvenus.com and also find out more about his coaching along with his different events that he has coming up. Um, We will be right back with John Gray.
0: Voice America Business.
1: You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh.
2: Welcome back. I invite you to definitely receive your three free gifts by clicking the link on the homepage or going to... The free gifts offered at uh, the link on 1111mastermind.com. One of those three free gifts is the Collaborating and Community issue of 1111 Magazine. It is an amazing issue filled with information by Bob Proctor, Colette baron reed and so many other amazing individuals, and it is truly jam-packed with information. You will completely shift just by going through that issue. It's got so much good stuff in there, so definitely go get your three free gifts. I am here with John. Gray. He is the author of many books that have been printed in many countries over the world and sold over 50 million copies. His new recent book that has been out is Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, The Key to Life, Love, and Energy. You can find out more about him at MarsVenus.com. And also, if you're interested in seeing him in person, you can attend the Soulmate Seminar, August 26th through 28th in San Francisco, or you can attend... uh, the Journey into Healing at the Chopra Wellness Center, September 21st in San Diego. We are talking about hormones, balance, nutrition, cleansing, good relationships, and how to make positive changes in your lifestyle. And this is stimulated by the production of healthy brain chemicals and hormones. You have to fuel your body with the nutrients that are essential to providing the physical foundation for your brain. If you are looking to having a lifestyle that is more balanced, you have to start first with that physical structure. Steady blood sugar prevents spikes in cortisol, the stress hormone, thus preventing adrenal burnout and promoting the production of healthy hormones. This will also lead you to understand what you can do nutritionally, how you can cleanse, how you can create and have superfood shakes that will improve your vitality and improve your clarity and lifestyle so that you can live more comfortably and have the relationships and communication that you're looking for. John, we were talking about how many uh, single women are out there and how much harder it is. It, It is hard enough being in a relationship, but probably harder for people that are single and looking for relationships, but that's probably more of the reason why we do have to get our blood sugar levels in order, why we do have to be conscious about our physical bodies and the nutrition that we're putting in and balancing our hormones, because We're encountering people, and we have to hear with clarity, and we have to understand how they are speaking and what we need and how to keep ourselves in check more so than what other people are going on. I think you say that other relationships are really only
3: 10% of who we
2: are. It's really about us.
3: Exactly, and we come back to one of the pressing issues in my soulmate seminar. Certainly, it's one of the issues now. You know, at this seminar, certainly it's for couples to bring out their soulmate, to sustain that awareness and bring out the best in your partner. But for people seeking out that soulmate for women, this challenge is daunting today. It's so hard, particularly women in their 30s. And and part of the whole challenge, because there are less available men, men available for them. I mean, basically, the men they're looking for, generally speaking, women want to seek their equal in terms of economic power. Okay, generally, men are happy to marry down. Women are not so happy to marry down. That's a reality some women are having to face. But at the same time, uh, you know, marrying, even finding someone of the same status economically is is somewhat of a challenge. So when you find somebody, uh, it's important not to uh, unknowingly uh, push them away. And that's the key to this whole thing, which is Increasing, uh, an awareness of what it is that makes you attractive to a man versus what it is that makes a man admire you. Uh, he can like you, he can respect you, but he's not going to be attracted to you. Men are attracted to women where men feel that they have something to contribute. And if a woman, you know, if a woman meets a man who seems very self-sufficient and quite capable and confident and that man is interested in her, that's a huge turn-on. However, if a woman is quite self-sufficient and confident and capable and she finds herself interested in a man, that's not a huge turn-on. He certainly won't often reject her, but he won't call her back. Uh, he will admire her. He'll respect her. Some men would be intimidated by her. But the real issue is, what is a man attracted to? A man is attracted to a woman that he admires and respects, but also where he gets a clear message of what you know, we might call vulnerability – which means I have a need, and my need can, could be fulfilled by you. You could be one, the one to fill it. But you have to be aware of what that vulnerability is. And often if you're so self-confident and capable and self-sufficient, uh, you, you really don't feel it. You can, I can tell you what it is. I mean, you need to have a man in your life to feel more balanced and whole and complete. I mean, this is what most people who are in love will say, uh, that being, you know, when I'm with my wife, I feel very whole and complete in myself. I was a monk for nine years, a yogi, and I was very happy. But I'm happier having a wife and a family because it's someone I can share and give to. I need somebody I can give to, someone I can share what I have with others. And, and so nobody can replace that. You know, I'm very much aware of my need for someone in my life. Women often, as they become more more confident, When they don't need a man for, in a sense, financial security, it's not clear to them what do they need a man for because, you know, in my mother's generation, certainly she needed, you know, she was love my father, but what was her need? Part of her need was financial security so she could raise her family. Well, today that's not foremost in a woman's mind when she's making a lot of money at a job or something or if the man is not really capable of providing for her but could provide half.
2: Well, and I think what you said before, too, if, if if men's testosterone, if it is that urgency to fix a problem or to save something or to do something, that means the man wants to be the knight in shining armor. He wants to be able to, to have, I don't know if the chase is the right word, but he wants to be able to go and find that person and, and be able to have that person and in a sense wants to have the woman have the needs that he can fulfill.
3: You you hit it right on the nail. You know, some people say that's old-fashioned, but that's physiology that's not going to change anytime soon. Is it a man bonds with a woman when he feels he has solved the problem, when he has fixed something, when he's done something, when he's contributed something, when he has overcome an obstacle, when he's taken a risk to pursue her? You know, that's part of the chase, the challenge. It's really about... Succeeding, you know, I succeeded. I did that. I got her to love me, so to speak, on a certain level. Uh, that that whole sense of I accomplished is what releases testosterone and causes a bonding. It causes him to bond with her. If she does, uh, you know, the words aren't always complete, but if she does the chasing, the pursuing, the the going after him, the trying to please him, the winning him over. If she does that, you can easily win him over, but he doesn't call back. There's no bond. He moves on to who else wants to pursue me. And, and it's a very difficult thing for single women today. And if we take this same concept, it's once again for women and their marriages. I mean, this applies over the board all the time, which is often women are giving, giving, giving to their husbands, thinking that if they give, give, give more, he'll give more, more back. But when you give, give, give more to a man, he tends to withdraw more and more and more. I'm not saying withhold from him either, but I'm saying make sure that you're a good receiver, that you're receiving from him as much as you're giving, and sometimes that's matter- just a matter of attitude adjustment, just being able to recognize what do you have. Uh, a simple example of that is the feeling of gratitude. We don't we don't we overlook it. Uh, we, we're too busy to find it. You know, I have these glasses that I wear now, and my at almost 60 now, and. And I used to resent them. I used to be so mad. I'd leave them everywhere, and I'd get mad at them. And whatever, <laughs> you know, those darn glasses. You know, the glasses are what allows me to see. Now I realize the wisdom of it. I, I, I love these glasses. They, you know, <laughs> it's so the same thing. It used to be this. I hate these glasses. Why can't I just see without them? Now it's I love these glasses because I can see with them. And 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 so what if I if I misplaced them? Let me go find them. I'm so glad I can find them. So it's always attitude adjustment. You know, if you're stuck in a room and you keep trying to get out by walking through the wall, you can resent it over and over until you find the key and open the door. And then you're so grateful that you found the way out. It may not be as convenient as you wanted, but at least you found the way.
2: Well, and I think what men are asking us to do is return to our feminine essence because so many women have become men. We have become the doers and we have become the ones that are active uh, in, in our life in too many ways. And perhaps the way that we need to support ourselves, that thing that we're really seeking from other people, is to make more conscious steps in our life. And I know you talk a lot about nutrition and you yourself are a very healthy individual and, and it, it talks about in your book how you start each day with a cleansing drink and you use superfoods, and you have your um, your dense shakes and different things, and, and along with your testosterone builders and your mineral supplements and things like that. <laughs> and we both we both as, as genders need to take care of ourselves in that way, in the help and exercise. And and that goes back to, again, balancing the blood sugar and balancing our hormones and balancing our bodies so that we become the men and women rather than exchanging the genders that we've been doing. My guest today is John Gray. Extremely wonderful conversation that goes by too quickly during these segments, and we are discussing his new book, Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, The Key to Life, Love, and Energy. You can connect with him at marsvenus.com and discover a lot about the differences between men and women and how hormones are really affecting your life, how you can make choices in your life to support you in increasing your testosterone or your oxytocin level that will help you to live more balancedly and have more vitality and joy. In addition to bringing in the important role of superfoods and good nutrition and replenishing the hormones, allowing yourself to have the minerals and supplements that will help to compensate for the mineral deficient food that we have in our world today. Again, this is John Gray with MarsVenus.com. The book is Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice. We'll be right back. With the last segment of Eleven Eleven Talk Radio.
1: Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen Eleven Eleven? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
0: Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. <laughs>
2: uh, participate in getting your three free gifts. If you'd like those, you can connect to those at URL www.1111mastermind.com forward slash help forward slash. You'll see that link right on the radio page uh, in addition to the 1111mastermind.com site. We were just having an incredibly powerful conversation during the break, and I told John that I wanted to have this be the ending to this segment uh, and he mentioned about the effect of nutrition and and people trying to raise their consciousness so john just take that away and say everything you just said because it's so valuable
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i was just teaching my radiant mind seminar i do four basic seminars but you know i've been in the consciousness raising movement for a long time and teaching yoga 30 years ago or, or further than that and when we raise our consciousness today There's new problems that emerge that never emerged before in history. And so we're actually living in a time where there's more access to secrets and knowledge than ever before to raise our consciousness practices we can do, techniques we can do. At the same time, all of the ancient wisdom was was being taught to people who were already eating an organic diet. They were eating according to their seasons. They didn't have convenience foods. The water was pure and the air was pure and the ground was mineral rich. And none of that is available today. And what we have to realize is as we open our consciousness to higher levels, this is called peak brain performance. Your brain has to function at a higher frequency, at a higher rate, and this uses up the minerals in the brain faster. For every enzyme activity in the brain, which is the foundation for higher consciousness, for every activity... You need an enzyme, and for that enzyme to function, there needs to be a mineral, and it's used up. And we go to the bathroom, and it goes right out our urine. We have to replenish the minerals. So, you know, one of the things I do every day for the last eight years is, is uh, mineral supplements. In my 20s, I was having massively high consciousness experiences. You know, I lived in Switzerland, and I had this amazing diet when I was there. And then when I came to America, I faced all these challenges, and it wasn't until I began discovering the importance of diet and nutrition to sustain higher consciousness. Now, some people don't have higher consciousness, so they don't notice the difference when they eat a good food or bad food or whatever. But as you raise your consciousness higher and you have that access to unlimited creativity, positive feeling, love, energy, all those good things, You know, one wrong meal and suddenly you're witnessing your brain not working the way it's supposed to work. And it's not like you lose one part of the higher consciousness is knowing the true authentic self, unlimited, eternal, all that's good stuff. But how it functions in this world is immediately limited by this quality of food we eat?
2: Well, and I think what many people don't realize, because there's such hype about, okay, we need to eat organically and all of that, and I think when we do eat food, we should choose those types of things, but our soil is nutritionally bankrupt. There's so many pesticides and chemicals and things like that put in there, and anyone that's eating meats or any other types of foods, we're looking at all types of progesterones and antibiotics and all kinds of chemicals that are even being pumped into there. So, when we eat food, we might be getting substance, but we're really not getting true
3: substance that our bodies need nutritionally. Exactly. Now, the whole key, what, what, you brought up another factor there with all of your meats and chickens and hams and so forth. What you're getting there is the estrogen that they put into that. And so what you get is this, you know, people don't realize if you put estrogen into an animal, they do it to fatten them up. That estrogen still is active when you cook it, and it goes into your body. It's still there, and it throws your own hormonal balance out. So what you get is something called estrogen dominance. And and for women, that shows up as low progesterone, which causes their brains to speed up and feel overwhelmed. Progesterone is supposed to calm us. Estrogen excites us. And women are too excited by things, so their stress levels are off the chart.
2: And our men, oxytocin, then, is not where it needs
3: to be. And the oxytocin isn't available to then lower those stress levels. The high estrogen for men is lowering testosterone and creating infertility. Off the chart, one out of three couples today seeks the help of a fertility doctor in order to get a baby. This was never the case 15 years ago. And so this is, is in and in, fertility are becoming quite dramatic. One out of three men is using Viagra. I mean, I... <laughs> it's It's shocking to me, but we look at the average testosterone levels, which is about libido and the ability to make babies uh, the aver- and the ability to be healthy the average testosterone level of a man today in the, in America is uh, at forty years old is equal to the average seventy year old man thirty years ago uh, there's just been this huge decline in testosterone levels for men, and what this shows up with just in terms of health is A heart disease, uh, the highest risk of heart disease, long before you look at cholesterol levels or any of those things people are worried about, it's the number one highest risk of heart disease is low testosterone. Men don't have have heart attacks or arteriosclerosis if they have healthy testosterone levels. John,
2: talk about cleansing, though, because I know I read in your book that you start each day with a cleansing drink. So how will cleansing support us if this is what's going on environmentally? Oh, it's so
3: important. So it helps to get rid of these xenoestrogens, which are what's in the pesticides, and also helps the body to eliminate excess negative hormones in the system, excess estrogen, as you can help cleanse it out of your system, as well as all the toxins and the chemicals that are around us. Our body is designed to get rid of toxins, uh, all by itself, but we want to help it. And traditionally, people have always helped it with with regular fasting. has been a part of every tradition for spiritual consciousness as well as for health. And today we need it more than ever. And if we're not going to fast, at least we can break fast with healing cleanses and occasionally just fast uh, once a week or once a month at least, where you take these cleansing drinks. And the oldest and most common cleansing drink is water and lemon. Simple as that. Uh, what I put in there is another one. I mixed it with water, lemon, and aloe vera. Aloe vera is, has inside of it the ingredients that create, help your body to create something called glutathione, which helps to kick the heavy metals out of the system. Just breathing the air, we're getting mercury from China. Seven times more mercury comes from the coal plants than American plants, and it's in the air. There's mercury and there's cadmium, and there's all kinds of heavy metals that interfere with proper brain function just living near a highway. It comes off of the rubber of the tire. Uh, you know, car, tires are running, they're heating up, and they're putting out pollution all the time. People are not aware. We're living in a completely toxic environment today. Our body's inundated with this, and it gives rise to cancer and distress and depression and anxieties and all these problems that we see having. You know, I know many great, great healers and high-conscious people have all kinds of illnesses and sicknesses because they haven't been attentive to cleansing their bodies.
2: And, And that is something really to take note of because I know particularly the listeners of 1111 Talk Radio and the readers of 1111 Magazine, so often we're so conscious thinking, okay, we're eating organic or we're doing this and we're doing that, but... I don't know that anyone's ever had that conversation about how the minerals deplete when we are raising our vibration and we're raising that consciousness. So that's something that I think people need to be incredibly aware of, and, and that will allow them to be more conscious about helping to balance out their hormones and helping to understand why it's so important to recognize that our blood sugar is important and cleansing daily is important and allowing ourselves to have the superfood shakes or minerals and supplements that are necessary necessary for our life. Did you always live this way with health and well-being, or was this something that you had to grow into and learn and discover on your own
3: path? Well, I was fortunate. I grew up with this. My mother owned a spiritual bookstore, and my dad sold protein shakes as well as being in the oil business. So he had (laughs) enough money to support the family, but his preoccupation was health. And my mother, uh, you know, a spiritual bookstore, uh, had the spiritual side of it. So I grew up with this. And in my 20s, I was the assistant to the Maharishi and lived with him for nine years. Did meditation, but a lot of fasting and cleansing is a foundation for growth of consciousness.
2: Well, thank you so much for sharing the hour with me. It has been one of the highlight interviews that I've ever had, so I really appreciate it. You can connect with John Gray at MarsVenus.com. Also, if you're interested, attend his Soulmate Seminar August 26th through 28th in San Francisco. In addition to his keynote speech at the So. Center Journey into Healing in San Diego, September 21st. The name of the book Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice, Hormonal Balance, The Key to Life, Love, and Energy. And again, definitely take part. Receive your three free gifts. There's a wonderful audio, the issue, July August issue, Collaborating in Community of 1111 Magazine, in addition to an amazing video that I know is going to assist you in stepping more consciously into your own health and wellness. So tap into those free gifts. Uh, on the link, or um, you can connect to them at URL www.1111mastermind.com forward slash health forward slash. I look forward to talking to you next week. Until next time, be well.